Hello and welcome to episode four of The Deep Deep. Thank you for listening. I'm Astrea Taylor, the author of several magical books, including Intuitive Witchcraft and Inspiring Creativity Through Magic, which will be out in July 2023. This podcast is all about bringing awareness, insights, magic, and a romance of the other world to your everyday life. Whether you're also on the path of continual evolution, or if you just want to grow spiritually and emotionally, I think you'll find something to love. Today I want to talk about how I meditate. I feel like a lot of people say they hate meditation, and that's because most of the methods out there are just plain garbage. (laughs) Like, I can't get anything from those methods, but I've been meditating for a while, for several decades now, since I was a teenager, and I found some hacks my own way, which is how we find some of the best magical things that there are. That's why we innovate, right? So um, I'm going to share the three hacks that I use to help me feel uplifted, serene, and recharged. Uh, Before I do, I want to bring up some news briefly. My book, Modern Witchcraft with the Greek Gods, is up for an award, and I would love it if you could vote for it. It would mean a lot to me, and I'd be so grateful. There are links on my webpage, astreataylor.com, or you can search for COVR 2023 Awards, and a big thanks to everyone who has already voted. I want to bring in one other new segment called Here's What I'm Reading. We all know books are magical. We all know that there's so much going on with books and our minds just sparkle with this information. So I found that a lot of the books that I like to read are books that other people like to read as well. So I figured... I would just share with you what I'm reading and you can maybe pick up a great new book or maybe learn about a book that you never want to read again or hear about again. (laughs) So um, the book that I just finished was called The Secret History by Donna Tartt. And if you like dark academia and the Greek gods, you will love this book. It's written in a very poetic kind of manner, and you just kind of fall in love with the characters. It's it's probably the seventh time I've read it or something like that. I've just lost track because I started reading it when I was uh, in my 20s several decades ago. <laughs> and, you know, it's just so cool because you can pick up on different things every single time. It's one of those books that you want to keep coming back to. And after writing the Greek gods book and then having more free time so I can read for pleasure, I came to that book and I just love it. I fell in love with it all over again. (laughs) So I highly recommend it and I think you would like it too. Okay, now let's talk about meditation because a lot of people have asked for this. When I did the quiz uh, in my Instagram stories, this was the number one um, requested podcast 
topics. So I really wanted to put together a list of my tips and tricks so I could help you achieve the same kind of satisfying results that everyone talks about. Not everyone, but most people talk about how they experience like such a divine bliss. And um, unless you're doing it the right way, you're, you're just going to experience frustration. <laughs> so if you've had a bad experience with meditation before, I don't want you to feel bad because it's completely natural to not know how to do something and then get bad instructions on how to do it and then still not know how to do it and not get the actual results that is intended. Um, so I think that there are a lot of people who are probably faking the, the fact that they like meditation because the biggest thing I hear is um, you just watch the thoughts that come up and that's kind of insane <laughs> and I'll tell you why in a minute um, but before I get into that I, I kind of want to bring you into some meditation but um, uh, I want to talk about a book that I'm going to reference it, it, I read it as a child and it really helped me understand kind of the practice of meditation and it's going to help me uh, explain this concept to you the first concept so the book was called The Little Me and the Great Me. And it's basically a story um, of how there's this part of us that's little or it's uh, basically the ego. It's, they call it the little me. And it's a part of us that's selfish and self-centered. It has a tendency to get slighted, feel slighted or just get hurt by things, whether they were intended or not. Um, it has the capacity to want to hurt other people as well. <laughs> and in this book, the little me was represented as a bratty child who was just kind of like throwing up balks every time something bad happened. They were taking things personally. It's very reactionary. And I, I think we can all understand what that kind of example is. And then it said, there's a part of you that is the great me or the great you. Um, and that basically is the concept of the soul, you know, this thing inside of us that is eternal and wise and it knows better than to act like a bratty little child. And, uh, you know, it it's that part can connect with something that's divine or something greater than us. And it's it doesn't feel as hurt or slighted all the time, you know, because it knows that it's bigger than that. People talk about taking the high road. That's the road. It's like the greater me road, <laughs> right? Um, and this book, I don't really recommend it because it kind of has a Christian slant. And it's also like, you should always do the good thing, the thing that grown-ups want you to do. And I don't think that that's correct either. <laughs> so, um... Uh, you know, we have to view everything with discretion, don't we? <laughs> but um, this is really going to help me uh, explain the concept that I'm going to talk about. So stay with me. <laughs> so we all have a little me and a great me within us. And I think that uh, I can say we all can feel when the little me pops up, we get those temptations to lash out or to feel hurt or to hurt other people, or to act cruel in some way, or to act selfish in some way. Um, and the thing is, is that book really taught me 
how to identify when the little me or the ego pops up and when that part of me is running the show. And then it kind of taught me how to switch gears into the bigger me, the greater me. And just to think bigger than my own little self, my own selfish interests, my own small way of viewing things. And, you know, really, when I learned psychology and all the brain terminology things, this really resonated because we all have an amygdala. And that's the thing that reacts, um, that receives information first, and it reacts. It's animalistic. You can't control it. You can try and it can get exacerbated and turn into a really terrible thing that runs your life. Um, However, we also have a prefrontal cortex and uh, we have a choice to engage with the prefrontal cortex and the little bratty amygdala is always gonna spark up and be like, oh my god, I can't believe Jessica's doing this again or whatever. (laughs) I don't even know a Jessica, but um, (laughs) that's just an example. But uh, so but then we, our prefrontal cortex can kick in and then say, okay, you know what? Uh, I just don't have to hang out with Jessica if, if Jessica's going to be like this. That's cool. All right. And uh, make a decision rather than telling Jessica off or um, you know, throwing a drink in her face or posting on social media <laughs> about her. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, before you um, give in to the reactionary You have to give it a moment for the great me or the uh, prefrontal cortex to kick in. Um, I'm hoping this makes sense. (laughs) So um, when people talk about meditation, it seems to always be like they're talking about um, identifying with the consciousness of the little me and watching the thoughts of the little me come up from that state of mind and that can be infuriating and when you're in that mindset you'll be way more restless and bored and you won't find any meaning in meditation it'll just be really frustrating and it's not only that like random thoughts will come up too which will just be like kind of like you know have dreams have random stuff in them uh and the thing is you might start to identify with some of these random things that come up um, or start to worry about them or think that's intuition when really that's not. That's the ego's way of making sure everything's safe, making sure you're protected and you're not in danger. Um, It's kind of scanning for dangers all the time. So I don't want you to accept the amygdala's reactions as the real you or the real thoughts that you have. So instead of doing that, here's what I recommend. I'm going to lead you into a light meditation. So if you're driving or operating heavy machinery, I want you to press pause, please, (laughs) and come back to us when you're ready to actually kind of let yourself go into this meditation. So I will wait if anyone needs to pause it. Okay, so we're going to move into the meditation now. All 
I want you to find a comfy place to rest your body. You can be sitting down or lying down, whatever feels good. And I want you to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and just ground into your body. Push your energy into your body so it matches the shape of your body. Fill out your toes, your fingertips, and the top of your head. And then center your energy in your body at your heart. Just pull it all in and put your focus there. And now with those continued deep breaths, I want you to align your energy with your body. So you feel like everything is in its right place, everything's comfortable, everything's flowing, and you're grounded and still centered. And now I invite you to let your mind go soft. Just release your thoughts for a moment. If it helps you to imagine that there's a treasure chest before you, you can place your thoughts into that knowing you can pick them up when you return. So breathe through your nose and send your energy into the upper part of your body. Breathe in through your nose. And now send your energy into your head and your chest. And as you continue to breathe, I want you to imagine that you have something covering your face and chest, kind of like a mask. And that's the little you. And the great you exists behind it. So I want you to let the false you, the little you, just fall away and continue to breathe through your nose and send energy now into your mind. And you don't need to think about anything. Just be the great you. Just be that part of you that's bigger than the little thoughts and fears. Be the part of you that's greater, that has an internal wisdom. And just begin to identify as that eternal self. And if thoughts come up, you can recognize them as the little you and have some compassion for it. And as you're identifying the great you, you can just watch those little you thoughts vanish. The great you is so wise, it's so profound that it doesn't need those little thoughts right now. It only needs you to connect with the vast supreme energy that was always within you. Now maintain that connection with the great you 
for as long as you can. So that was the first meditation hack. While you could stay there and have a satisfying experience, I have two more tricks for your meditation practice. So with that as the introduction, I want you to continue to breathe deeply and feel yourself dissolve into a feeling of certainty. Conjure up the feeling and allow yourself to feel it deep in your body, in your belly, in your bones, in your muscles, in your flesh. Just feel certainty resounding throughout your body. And now you can try to dissolve into a buoyant feeling of peace. Just feel that feeling blossoming throughout your whole body. Lifting you up. Giving you serenity. Letting you feel truly at ease. And now let's try to release ourselves into a warm sea of self-love and love itself. Just feel love deep in your body. Feel the love grow and feel the love permeate every part of you as you surrender to that feeling. last one we're going to do the same thing with confidence so conjure up that feeling within your body feel that alignment feel that satisfaction and happiness that comes with confidence and just sit with that and maintain that connection as long as you can. So that is the second hack that I have, dissolving into a feeling. I feel like so often we dissolve into a feeling of fear or worry, but do we ever dissolve into a feeling of love? I feel like this is a great practice, especially if you feel a deficit of any of those emotions at any time. So there's one more hack I want to share. And it's energy ladders with yourself. I often discuss energy ladders in relation to other people, but you can totally do it by yourself. <laughs> Why not, right? It feels the same. You're going to feel elevated and it has a lot to do with the breath. So breathe in strongly through your nose. And imagine that you're breathing in energy. That energy can be from the earth, the sun, the air, 
a body of water, a bonfire, a deity, a planet, or even the moon. The point is to connect with something that's greater than you and take in its energy through your breath. So breathe in strongly through your nose, the energy of that thing that's greater than you and absorb that energy. Take it into your body and send the breath, especially into your minds. At the top of the breath, hold it for a second or two or three and then release it naturally. Nothing forced but the release. Now breathe in strongly again through your nose from the source. Draw power from it and send it into your mind in the top of your head. Hold and release slowly. And find your rhythm of breathing in the energy and releasing it. And try to just take your own energy level higher. Try to climb that ladder within your mind. Try to give your mind more energy and power so it can kind of transcend some of the feelings that may be there. Okay, now (laughs) I just thought of one more hack that I wanted to mention, but I forgot to write in my outline of notes. (laughs) So you know how people talk about uh, watching your thoughts, Um, but I feel like they don't uh, encourage you to watch your thoughts from a more wise point of view. So if you can connect back to the greater self, that part of you that's wise and eternal, and knowing and then you can watch the thoughts that come up and that way you can be more aware of your thought patterns you can kind of see like oh I this thought comes up a lot I'm worried about you know my pet dog or something like that Um, and maybe you can like even follow the pathway a little bit to be aware of it without identifying with it without identifying with any of those thoughts without the need to push them away just having an objective viewpoint so (laughs) there's four uh, tips and tricks instead of three (laughs) um i hope this episode showed you a few new ways to meditate and truly experience the magic of meditation that people talk about because you deserve to experience that i encourage you to experiment with these methods and find whatever works for you thanks again for listening to the deep deep i'm astraya taylor you can find me on instagram at astraya taylor no extra characters or letters or anything <laughs> you can find me on my webpage astrayataylor.com And sometimes I'm even on Facebook as Astraea Taylor author. Until next time. For a limited time, you can get a book dedicated to you and signed by me for 20% off the usual price. Head over to my website at astreataylor.com, look at the offerings, and pick up a few freebies while you're at it.